we could just reduce the amount of sugar that people are intaking, I think that they would start to feel an immediate shift and difference in their their mood and their energy and their temperament. And then that in, opens up such a world for them to be able to make different decisions when it comes to other foods because that whole addiction mindset is, is taken away. That was Rachel Todd, Miss United States 2017. And this is Lean Green Dad Radio. Are you ready to get some tips from one of the healthiest women in the United States? Let's do this. Hey everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. From sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Lean Green Dad Radio, the podcast that provides fuel for families. And now, here's your host, Corey Warren. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. This is season two for us, and we are so proud to be brought to you by the Parents on Demand Network, which is an app of a ton of great parental podcasts. So make sure you go check them out over at parentsondemand.com. Also, make sure to subscribe and review us in the iTunes store if possible. That means so much to us and will keep us going strong. Now, you know that this show would not be possible without our sponsors. So I've got to give them just a quick, quick little bit of love. Uh, Today's first episode is brought to you by Clean Green Protein. What is it? Well, it is the best tasting, most efficient plant-based protein on the market. You can get it at the shop tab on leangreendad.com. Go check it out. It's vanilla chai flavored. It tastes absolutely delicious. And uh, you can get it over, uh, like I said, at the shop tab. So uh, there's a discount code, of course, because you have to have a discount code. Uh, It's LeanGreen20. I only use that discount code on this podcast. So um, make sure you head over to LeanGreenDad.com and use the discount code LeanGreen20 for 20% off your order. Okay, uh, we have a new sponsor, guys, and I am super, super excited about them. Who is it? Well... Have you ever heard of Mushroom Coffee? Yeah, yeah, I'm serious. Mushroom Coffee. Okay, so this company is called Four Sigmatic, F-O-U-R Sigmatic, S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C. And they make mushroom coffee. Okay, let me tell you about them. Um, Because first, you know, when you hear it, you're like, what? What are you talking about, mushroom coffee? I mean, look, I, I enjoy coffee every now and then, but I'm telling you that I am totally open and totally hooked on this product now. Um, in fact, you know, I had it this morning, I had it this afternoon, and it's wonderful. Um, so the, the mix I'm talking about is right here, actually, this is it. It's, uh, it comes in a little box. It's called the, uh, mushroom coffee mix. Um, it's called Achieve with Cordyceps and Chaga. Now we'll talk a little bit about what those two things are, uh, later in the show, but for now, just know that they lower stress and cortisol levels, and they boost energy and increase endurance by close to 50%. Yeah, not even joking. I read a couple studies before I started talking about this product. It's amazing. Um, Gosh, guys, I I can't say enough good things about it. Uh, Like I said, I'll talk to it. I'll talk about it more uh, in the show in the middle of my interview with uh, our Miss United States 2017. But uh, if you want to learn more, head over to foursigmatic.com. That's F-O-U-R. 
S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash Lean Green Dad. And if you do that, you will be given that 15% off discount code. It's right there. When you make your purchase, you'll have 15% off. And I should note that right now, this podcast is dropping February 8th of 2018 through February 12th. So just a couple days, they're having a massive winter sale, 50% off. And then if you use the you know, URL that I gave you there, the foursigmatic.com slash lean green dad, you can get an additional 15% off of that 50%. So uh, go check that out, guys. I mean, th- this product is absolutely amazing. It tastes incredible. And the health benefits are absolutely through the roof. I mean, no jitters, no crashes, no stomach issues. It's medicinal mushrooms, guys. It's It's absolutely wonderful. We'll talk about it in the middle of the show. Um, let's get back to, uh, this show. Who are we talking to? Well, uh, Rachel Todd is her name and boy, is she a joy to talk to. Um, but I guess I should kind of tell you who I am first, right? Well, what's going on? My name's Corey. Uh, if you're first time hearing us, then thank you for tuning in and spending some time with me. Um, I'm a husband, I'm a vegan dad, and I'm a podcast host who creates plant-based meal plans. Uh, these quick and easy meal plans, they, they help make a plant-based diet super easy and simple for kids and busy families just like me. Each week, I get to talk to some of the most inspiring people that I can find to help me stay motivated to stay fit, eat healthy, and get the most out of life as a busy parent. Because for me, I don't know about you, but for me, finding time to work out and make healthy, quick meals for me and my family while spending quality time together, it can all be extremely difficult, especially when we overschedule ourselves. Am I right? So my hope is that by me getting a chance to talk to some of these folks that you'll take away some quick tips or some inspiration that you can use in your life to try to keep you and your family going strong. So uh, we talked about Rachel for a minute. She was Miss Florida, and then she went on to be Miss United States. She's the uh, the current crown holder from 2017. And uh, man, is she just a pleasure. She is a, a health coach now, and she's like this master yoga girl, uh, woman, I should say, and uh, just an absolute joy. Um, she did an interview. She was on the road, and she did an interview with me, so it was really great to have her on. Uh, I'm just going to get right into it. I, I do a, a nice intro for her and give you a little bit of background, and then we talk about her journey, and uh, she's got some great health tips, so uh, including what the heck is her favorite snack. You're not going to believe this. So uh, without any further ado, let's get into it. It's my interview with Miss United States 2017, Miss Rachel Todd. All right, everybody, what's up? Welcome to the show. As I mentioned, we have Rachel Todd joining us, Miss United States 2017. Welcome, and thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you. Uh, You are the first pageant uh, (laughs) champion that we've ever had on the show, so you're the the first one. Yeah, virtual crown coming over to you on that side. And, you you know, most people don't know, uh, but you are also a, a health coach. And I wore my hat for you, my namaste hat, because you're also a yoga instructor. So um, talk to us a little bit about what you're up to now. I mean, obviously you're coming to us from a hotel room, so uh, I, I don't know what you're up to. You're traveling all over the country, but fill us in on the latest with uh, with you as Miss United States. Absolutely. So I 
for the past seven years have been studying integrative health, mindfulness, yoga, meditation, positive psychology, everything that I can just get my hands on that is in that that realm. And the opportunity came up to go after a national title. And as a former title holder for the Miss America organization and experiencing being a state title holder in 2009 as Miss Florida, I had a taste of what that does when you have that title. So I went after it, I got the national title, and what I've been able to do is more than I could have ever imagined. Um, I've been able to meet with the Alliance for a Healthier Generation in New York City, which they're part of the Clinton Global Initiative. Um, I've also been working with the school system in Florida, because that's where I reside, on a county level to educate children on everything that we know we want to educate children on as far as real food goes, how to recognize it, how to not be afraid to cook at home, um, how to read labels. Those kids are really interested. The kids these days are very interested in that information. And I, I mean, publicly declared that my platform is changing the way America eats and addressing the overfed and undernourished epidemic. And I since have come to realize that on both ends of the spectrum, whether people are food secure or food insecure, everybody is overfed and undernourished because what happened, I've been um, in talks with Feeding America as well, and I was working very closely with them because my platform previously was hunger and homelessness. And so working with food banks, you see the need, the great need that was happening in 2007, 8, 9, 10. And it was more just of let's just get as much food in the most quantities that we can possible and get it to these people. And in speaking with the director of Second Harvest Food Bank in, in Orlando and with Feeding America, they now have a health initiative within Feeding America because they're realizing that they've got to backpedal a little bit and say, okay, so we can't just accept all food donations and then just give out all this processed cereals and canned goods and frozen foods simply because it's the easiest stuff to, to give to these people, we have to go after the produce and we have to be getting donations from the local farms and we need to be the whole ugly produce movement, collecting the food that gets rejected from grocery stores. And they're having to, to kind of educate those people that were fed all of that food on what to do because they were now, now they're in the obesity epidemic. Now they're facing diabetes and they're the least educated as to what to do nutritionally to counter, counterbalance all that. Yeah, I think it's interesting because, you know, sometimes I'll go into schools and I'll I'll be asked to do like a nutrition class or something like that. And I'm like, oh, great. Let's make some green smoothies. Let's just throw all this green stuff together. And some of the kids, are they don't even know what a green smoothie is. Like, what are you talking about? You can put spinach in a smoothie. Like some of them haven't even seen spinach before, let alone tried to eat it, you know? Right. Um, so what, it, what does that look like from the, you know – from your side of things, starting at the very ground level, what what is that first step that we kind of do as, I don't know if it's a country or a county, you know, starting in the county level, I guess, and then how that expands out, you know, to, to the United States? For me and in my experience with advocacy and working in all sorts of different social issues, education is key and absolutely just getting out there and making people aware of the issue so that they for lack of a better way of saying it, get a fire lit under them to do something about it. So 
opening people's eyes to the issue is is absolutely imperative, especially the younger generation. I think that we have such an opportunity and I it sounds I don't know a little bit morbid, but my grandfather, he's passed last year, but he was very set in his ways on what he wanted to eat. He had type 2 diabetes. Nobody took the time to educate him on what he could have done to reduce his insulin, and he didn't care to be quite honest. And so I'm kind of of the mindset that we have to start with the generation that's raising children right now like you do on your your blog and your Instagram and your podcast and you're feeding those children such nourishing foods and teaching them and letting them experience how to do it themselves. And then obviously the younger ones that are even younger than your children, they want that information. Um, my boyfriend's daughter loves when we have rainbow dinners and I've started calling them unicorn dinners now because I'm trying to get her to see that she has to eat a little bit of every color in the food groups. And then we event one at a time introduce like, okay, what is purple food good for? Purple cabbage and black rice. And then we're moving into what's red food good for. And she loves that information. And when they feel like the food is fun, then they're all about eating it and cooking it. And I mean, like you said, you you it's a matter of what you're exposing them to. And so if you're giving them spinach and kale and broccoli and green smoothies from the time that they can have food, then they don't know any different. And so it's not crazy to them to have that stuff. So, yes, education is key. Um, changing the labels, which is happening by 2018 in July, all foods have to be changed over to have how much added sugar is in a food. I think that that's a really big move for America, especially with the food industry and the way that we're fighting an uphill battle. That's awesome. Um, I think having people aware of, of the detriment of sugar to their system is great. So again, education, advocacy, yes, but I really, I really think it's going to be on a grassroots level. It happens in the home. It happens with the parents. It happens with school food and what those children are constantly exposed to because the way that they're raised is how they're then going to raise their children and so on. So would you say that older folks, um, not necessarily your grandpa's age, but I find that like my parents, you know, my, my dad is a grandpa, obviously, but <laughs> uh, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know if there's a specific age where you notice that like, it's just too, it's just too late. If they don't want to change, they're never going to change. And um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like with my parents, I'm leading by example and I see them changing. I see them making small changes uh, mm -hmm. and that's really great. And I think that's, that's, that's a small victory, but you're absolutely right. It does start with the kids and um, they're so open. They're so open to learning about stuff and they're these little sponges that just absorb whatever you share with them. So it's it's educating ourselves as parents and, uh, you know, that, that younger generation in our 20s to 20s to 40s, I guess, that we've really got to, you know, take on that responsibility and say, okay, we got to pass this on to our little kids. Yeah. Absolutely. And I I also have the same thing with my mother and my father. And, and I think in that case, them seeing how, how wonderful I feel all the time and me talking about it. And I allow them to ask questions rather than solicit the, the information right. to right. them. And, um, and they really tend to, to, dig in on their own time. This generation also is not so privy to just Google anything and everything. That's not their first thought. They want to just talk about it or they want to read it in a book or in the newspaper or something. So sending articles a lot of times slowly, but surely I'm, I'm getting in there and introducing things very like one item at a time, as far as this is fermented food and this yeah. is what it's good for has been um, key with the 
those that are older than myself and and yourself. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about labels for a second. So when you talk about labels, what are the main things you look out for? And um, I, there's you know sometimes there's ratios. There's things that we need to look at ratio wise, like the dietary fiber to the sugar, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I might be totally wrong on that, but you know, fill me in. Talk to some of the audience about uh, what you what you do when you're educating on label reading. Yes. So the first thing I've started saying, and this is a, something I got from an article about a month ago, was the best food we can be eating is the one that doesn't have labels, right? So broccoli does not have a label unless you go and look it up. But at the grocery store, just grab the food that doesn't have labels first. So stick to the perimeter of the grocery store. And I tell my clients, you know, one ingredient or less is best. How many ingredients are in a sweet potato? One. Like I can't, I'm not a scientist. I can't break a sweet potato down to any any less than that. And I can't make a sweet potato because I'm not the earth and it grows out of the ground. So just with children, I'm always in that mindset of like, how can we make it fun for them and easy so they can ask themselves that question. As you move into packaged foods, um, I haven't exactly found a magic number yet, but for me, it's like five ingredients or less, especially with traveling and grabbing bars all the time. I make sure that there's five ingredients or less. Can I pronounce all of the ingredients? Yeah, huge. It's less about those, that graph and those numbers as it, for me, it's about the ingredient list. And if you're upwards of 17 to 37 ingredients, that's no longer food. (laughs) need to break it to you. Yeah. And I mean, I just, it's so simple to, to those of us that are in all the time, but like when you put that in your body, the thing that your body is pulling from in order to create new cells and new tissue and new muscles is what you're giving it. So if you're feeding it chemicals, then what your body is pulling from is chemicals. And then what you become is a giant walking chemical. So you just, you just have to watch the ingredients and how many are in there. And then when there's stuff on the label, I love asking kids to read those really long chemical compounded ingredients because I say like, now where is that in your kitchen at home? And could you make this if you wanted to and you had the time? And they're like, no, I don't even know what that is. So that's a fun question to ask. And then as far as the actual numbers go, (sighs) um, sugar, I, 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 Gosh, if we could just reduce the amount of sugar that people are intaking, I think that they would start to feel an immediate shift and difference in their their mood and their energy and their temperament. And then that in, opens up such a world for them to be able to make different decisions when it comes to other foods because that whole addiction mindset is is taken away. Yeah. Uh, I sh- know. And sugar, I- like when you say sugar, you're talking about added sugar, like white processed sugar. I mean, sugar from fruits is different. It does not spike the blood sugar. It does not send that craziness to you um, instantly. It, it doesn't, you know, have your insulin kick in. By there, in my opinion, or what yeah. I've learned. Um, and this was from that sugar film, which I said a great documentary. I highly recommend. And yeah. I have all my clients watch as homework. If we take 10 oranges and we were to juice those 10 oranges and just chug the juice, that is going to send the same insulin spike that a, a soda would do. Our body doesn't know how to tell the difference. Is that because we're missing the fiber? Yes. Okay, and okay. so when an apple or an orange or something was created and it has the perfect amount of digestive enzymes, vitamins, minerals, fiber, that when it goes into the body, you're – I always – for kids <laughs> – Sorry, everything's tuned towards kids. Oh, that's perfect but for us. <laughs> up at the food that's coming down, and they're like, 
oh, I know exactly what to do with all these pieces. And I imagine that they're just pulling, okay, this is fiber, this goes here, and it's paired with the sugar, which is going to slow down the metabolism, uh, metabolic rate that the insulin is spiked because it's paired with something. But when we just send those sugar molecules down, your body is like down there, the little guys that are in the stomach are like, oh my God, what are we going to do with all of this? Okay, shovel some into the liver, shovel some this way, just put it places because we can't handle it all right now. Oh, call in the insulin police and then the insulin come and all of a sudden your body is sent into this state that it's not meant to go into and then we have the crash. So uh, in conclusion, I am a whole hearted, I'm a big fan of whole fruit, but I'm not a fan of fruit juices and it's the same. I mean, you look at some of those juices that are in like the Starbucks bakery case um, and you're looking at upwards of 38 to 47 grams of sugar in one of those bottles and that's I'm, I hate to break it to you. That's the same as a soda. Yeah, yeah, we got to be careful. Oh, good. It's it's good thoughts. It's good thoughts to have, and I love the way that you explain it for kids. It it really is <laughs> very friendly. Uh, the insulin police coming in that that's a that's great. I love that. Um. Okay. So I want to I want to know. Uh, obviously, you're traveling a lot, but what is your day to day like when you are thinking about food? Um. You know, do you? Do you do like intermittent fasting? Do you eat later? Do you do you eat a three meal a day kind of thing? How do you think about food as fuel for your your day? Yes. So I I think that what I've realized in reading about this button word of intermittent fasting is that I've kind of adopted intermittent fasting without knowing I was adopting intermittent fasting. Yeah. In that in integrative nutrition, we study listening to your body. And in yoga, we talk about listening to your body. And so I really just try to tune in and ask when I wake up in the morning, am I super hungry or is the mentality that I should just eat because it means it's breakfast time? And um, a perfect example is this morning there was a fundraiser 5K here at this conference. So we woke up, ran the 5K, and immediately after, because of the mindset that it's breakfast time, they provided a breakfast as soon as you were finished with the 5K. Um, hash browns and omelets and sausage and potatoes and I guess those are hash browns and yogurt and all of those things. And I walked into the room and I just kind of got a hot tea and I was like, okay, am I hungry right now? No. So I went up to the room and did my thing. But um, I sometimes go to bed. I mean, I try to go to bed nine to 10 PM and then I don't get hungry until for me personally, 11 AM. So that's almost 13, 14 hours of fasting. And I think what I, another child, uh, analogy here to explain is that we have to slowly acclimate our bodies in the morning to get ready for food because it's been sleeping and doing all the other metabolic processes for that many hours that if we just wake up and immediately shovel in gogurt and cereal and orange juice and a sausage biscuit from McDonald's or a chicken biscuit from Chick-fil-A that the little guys down there are like just stretching and trying to wake up and they're like oh my gosh we're not ready for all of this yet like can you please give us a minute to just wake up and get our our end running. Um, so a lot of times that's why we feel lethargic and, and heavy right after breakfast because you, you just poured it all in there and the body wasn't ready. So I try to start with like a hot tea or hot water with lemon if I'm home. Um, and then when I'm hungry, I look for some sort of, if I'm 
on the road, a really high protein, high fat, high carbohydrate uh, smoothie. And I generally redo the whole menu when I go into the, one of those smoothie places, because if I'm in a food desert, they have no idea what it is that I'm trying to, to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, for me personally, I, I steer away from pork and red meat and chicken uh, simply because on the road, I, you just can't control where it's coming from. And I don't, I don't find that I feel my best when I have those, those sources. Um, I, I do love seafood. And so when I am in a place where I know I'm getting it fresh or catch it myself on a boat or, (laughs) um, I do enjoy seafood, but yeah. So as many vegetables as I can get into my system, usually like a giant salad for lunch, the biggest salad I can, sometimes I order three salads and pour them into one bowl and the waiter is just looking at me like I'm crazy. Hey, it's all good. It's all good. (laughs) Um, avoid the dressings and all of that. Just need some olive oil and some lemon juice and some sea salt. Uh, most of the time I tell my clients that just when you think you're drinking enough water, that's when you're not drinking enough water. I I have this theory that everybody's walking around dehydrated and Mm. When you start to like want to accomplish being enough, getting enough water in your system um, is when you start to feel like you're going to burst with water. And then it's almost like four or five, six days in is what I'm experiencing with my clients is that that's when their body acclimates and says, oh, you're finally going to give me enough water. And it releases all of this water weight and they start to feel more energized because your body's not holding on to water thinking desperately, like, when am I going to get my next supply? Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, it, it makes total sense. And then do you do any desserts? Do you do anything like late night or anything like that? What's your what's your vice, okay? Miss United States, what is your vice? Your thing okay. that you just can't so get away from. Awesome that this question comes up every lately in all of my interviews because <laughs> of pageantry and because of what I do. <clears throat> and I will answer with uh, A, I have totally broken my sugar addiction. I was I was a Oh my gosh, A&W root beer floats when I was in high school because I was in cheerleading and dance and I could just afford to just whatever, put yeah. it all in there. Um, that was my vice. I do not care for sweets anymore. Like I go to a lot of group dinners and of course the dessert gets ordered by somebody at the table and then they bring, you know, everybody knows the 10 spoons around the one lava cake or whatever gets delivered to the table. And people love giving you a hard time because you're not grabbing a spoon. They're like, oh, come on. We know you want a bite. We know you want a bite. And what I've found is that that's just them feeling guilty about the fact that they want it. So they want to make sure that they can get you to break your what they think is this superior discipline, which I don't have. I don't have superior willpower. I just don't want it. Um, But to answer your question about the vice and what's your guilty pleasure and what could you what are you going to eat right after you're done with the pageant that's always a big question and i'm advocating and trying to encourage a lot of the women that are competing in any sort of capacity as far as like the swims like a bikini or fitness or pageantry to stop this is nothing against you. Stop giving in to that question and giving the audience the pleasure that they want to hear, which is that you have somehow been suffering and starving yourself for the past three months in order to accomplish this. Because that's counterintuitive to the message that we're trying to give as pageant yeah. winners, that we live this lifestyle so that we can be an example to others, not that we're just trying to do it for the 90 days before the pageant so you can look 
emaciated on stage. And then all of a sudden, as soon as it's over, you're going to go have all this food that you crave and that you desire far above the healthier food. To me, that's just giving that audience that they can then rest assured that they're not alone by the fact that they want to eat fried food and highly processed foods all the time and then sit there in the audience wondering why they can't accomplish what it is that we're accomplishing. So the truth is, as soon as the pageant's over, I just go right back to what I was doing, which is everything I explained because I love feeling great. Hey guys, what's up? It's Corey back in the studio real quick. So lesson learned from that, don't ask Miss United States what her vices are. Bad question, bad question. We're going to get back to the interview with Rachel in just a second, but I promised you I would tell you more about this mushroom coffee thing from Four Sigmatic. Okay, so again, Four Sigmatic, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C, Four Sigmatic. Great company. Um, They are a sponsor of the show. Uh, I told you I'd get into a little bit more of the guts of what these two things are in this mix that I have, the cordyceps and chaga. Okay, so cordyceps mushrooms, uh, these are all medicinal mushrooms. It's hard to say, medicinal mushrooms, of course. But um, these are used in traditional Chinese medicine. They've been used for over 40 years. They are an adaptogenic food. Now, what does that mean? They help you deal with stress and they lower your cortisol levels. They can boost your energy and increase your endurance by 50%. So, you know, if you have asthma or you have an athletic performance that you want to increase or any kind of respiratory issues, these uh, cordyceps are going to be really great for you, the cordyceps mushrooms. Um, They can also naturally increase your energy levels. Now, chaga mushrooms, which are the uh, the cordyceps and the chaga are in the mushroom coffee mix that I'm drinking right now. Um, the chaga mushrooms are strong in zinc, and they help make the coffee itself less acidic. So uh, it can also support your adrenal glands and the brain benefits. Um, you know, it, it, it's great. It's wonderful. Um, all medicinal mushrooms, of course, have a cleansing and detoxifying benefit of the colon, the kidneys, and the liver, all that kind of fun stuff. So... Um, I think we've talked about it. We, we mentioned it at the beginning of the show, but it's just foursigmatic.com, F-O-U-R sigmatic.com slash lean green dad. That will automatically give you 15% off when you check out. Um, but guys, keep in mind, February 8th, which is the date this show is dropping, through the 12th, they are having a 50% off winter sale almost. Uh, there, there's a couple products that are 50% off. There's some that are less than that. But whatever percent off they are, you get an additional 15% off by using that for sigmatic.com slash lean green dad um, y- URL. And when you get that, you'll get in there and just give it a shot. I'm telling you guys, it tastes wonderful. I can't say enough about it. I only partner with people and, and companies that I love and I trust and I know their products. It's organic, it's vegan, it's paleo, it's sugar-free, it's dairy-free. Uh, it's just wonderful. So it tastes like coffee. It doesn't taste like mushrooms. It tastes like coffee. Why would you not want to benefit? If you're a coffee drinker, you like the taste of coffee, why would you not do this? It's it's a full full benefit uh, for you. So give it a shot. Lean Green, or not Lean Green Dad, foursigmatic.com slash Dad. All right, guys, let's get back to the interview with Rachel. Well, let me let me adjust my question. And I think 
So look, vice was not the right word. I I need to know I, what I need to know is what your favorite healthy food is to eat to binge on, okay? Because okay. we all know that the foods that we eat are micronutrient rich, okay? So right. there there's a lot of foods that we eat that you can't eat too many of, uh, unless you have a specific goal in mind, like you're, I don't know, trying to cut for a bodybuilding competition or something like that, right? But um, you know, like for instance, for me. I love berries and like I could eat berries all day long, blueberries specifically frozen, just like by the handful. And, you know, people are probably like, oh, shut up, Corey, like give me a break, you know, but it's true. And so, you know, other than kale, because like nobody's going to say that kale is their favorite food all the time, especially um, someone like us. But let's let's just say that you you had any of these micronutrient foods to pick from as your fave what would it be <laughs> you're gonna laugh arugula <laughs> oh my god you're kidding me come on and like in a salad in a salad de- i have a whole box of it in the in the hotel fridge that's I, all right i believe you and i it's okay it's all right if you had asked me like three months ago it was avocados and i always have an avocado in my purse because yeah, those are good they're a perfect travel snack too, because you can bring a plastic knife on a plane. It's totally TSA approved. All you need is a little sea salt package yep. or those little ones from McDonald's, which is not the highest quality salt, but that's fine. Cut it open on the plane, sprinkle some salt in there and you've got a spoon and you're good to go. Yeah. Or if you buy one of those less than desirable salads from the airport, but you have an avocado and you add it to that salad, all of a sudden you've got the super nutrients. So my friends always joke that I, they, they'll they text me and say, avocado check. And they expect me to send them a picture of the inside of my purse because it does have an avocado in there at all times. That's so great. And, uh, lately, because I think I overdid it on the avocados, I think I finally reached my max. I still enjoy them, but I don't want them every day, um, is arugula. And I don't know what it is, but you could put it on anything and I will just, or just give me olive oil and some sea salt and I'm just eating the entire box of it. I don't know what it is. Lately, I've just been wanting it and it's like spicy and it's peppery and it's delicious we love that it's it's green so we're all about that here that's that's great hard i know um okay so yoga what what made you want to get into yoga and um how has that impacted your life i've got to tell you that um i have been uh hypertrophy training in the gym for a long time so trying to get bigger right when i when i raced iron man i was like 135 i kid you not and then um, I sit at about 145 normally, and I'm 155 right now due to the the weight gaining with the the muscle training. So it's great. I you know I I feel like as a as a vegan athlete, I need to show a little bit more muscle to show like, look, I'm not just a skinny vegan dude, right? Right. But um, you know, uh, with with the yoga, I feel like it is equally as important, right? There's there's dudes out there that think they need to get all huge by working out in the gym, but they're forgetting the flexibility is the thing that will prevent you from being injured. Flexibility and yoga will help bring that center to you and get your mind focused, which mm-hmm. nowadays so many people, I mean, that mindfulness, you know, it is so very important. So I guess what, what was it that started you on that yoga journey and um, how do you find that to as a huge benefit for for your clients true story is that uh, let's see 
it's kind of been a process, but when I was Miss Florida, I was very overwhelmed. I was 22 years old and I dove into that job, not really understanding what was going to be required of me. And I was a, what I love public speaking. I love people. I loved most of the aspects of the job. What I wasn't prepared for was being alone all the time in a car, driving around the state of Florida, having to grow up really quickly as far as managing my own schedule, addressing different audiences as the keynote speaker, diving into so many different social issues and being inundated with all of their facts and figures and kind of feeling like the world is going to H-E double hockey sticks in a handbasket and I'm not doing enough. And so I had this like brain storm going on in the most literal sense where I was feeling really down all the time and really heavy and you have to put on this face and I didn't feel authentic at all and I felt like cognitively nothing was aligning like I was speaking and doing one thing and I was feeling another way and I was living just by the seat of my pants because I was moving 300 miles per hour so I had this sponsorship as a membership to Equinox gym in Miami. And I found that their yoga studio was in the basement of the gym in this most tranquil place I had ever been. And so I started just disappearing down there. I would go down there and take like three yoga classes if I had time. And a lot of times my director would not even know where I was. She'd be calling me. My phone would have like 10 missed calls. She thought I was dead. I was like, I've just been in yoga class. Uh, I don't really know what's going on down in yoga class, but... (laughs) me. I don't know what this yoga thing is. And then fast forward, I was on vacation post Miss Florida and a woman led me through a yoga class with only about four other people in the room at this resort. And she came over to my, my forehead at the end of class. We were in Shavasana laying down and she touched my forehead and she just whispered and she said, let go of the rope. And I just started bawling and I just sobbed there on the floor. It was very embarrassing (laughs) at the time because I wasn't used to showing my vulnerability. And I had gone through a lot of personal things with family prior to Miss Florida that I kind of bottled up. And I think that that was the time that it was being released. And I did not like the fact that she could see that I was living in that tense, uncomfortable place of not facing any of that. And so after the class, I asked her, how do I become what you just did for me? Because I want to do that for other people. And she wrote down the word Kripalu on a piece of paper. That went into a book as a bookmark. Three years later, I was also having another journey and crisis in my personal life. And I opened up this book and saw that word. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I was supposed to go here three years ago. Googled it. Long story short, 12 days later, I was on a shuttle to uh, the Kripalu Institute for Health and Wellness with only one bag and my yoga mat to go live there for a month to study yoga. And if anybody wants to become a yoga instructor, I always advocate if you can possibly do this program in Massachusetts, in the mountains, in the Berkshires, Kripalu is the most incredible place to go. Um, and study because they immerse you in it. You're not just going once a weekend to go study. You're immersed in this yogic lifestyle and you're studying with 
all of these different people and at night you're getting to talk to them about their life experiences and their journey and they really do this incredible job of causing you to just look inward and to reflect and to journal and there's days of silence <laughs> and they're scary because you're alone with you and so that was my journey towards yoga um and to to your point it is immensely helpful to anybody training or doing something um, physically demanding because not only the physical aspect is flexibility. I mean, that just makes total sense that they need to be flexible in order to be able to continue working out, to continue building bigger muscles. But the mindfulness aspect of it, because you can talk yourself out of a lot of things. And I'm sure you have experienced, um, you know, being in the gym or being at home and having to do all the responsibilities that come along with raising a family and then still go get that workout in. You can talk yourself out of a lot of things. And um, in this day and age that we live in, we are a lot of times the analogy I give to my clients is you're in the you're we're in a tornado all the time. <laughs> I mean, things are like the bills are coming in and the kids have to go to piano lessons and karate and school and you got to pack the lunches and you got to manage your relationships and work and we can be on email 24 hours a day and traffic and people honking and stoplights and almost getting into an accident and that raises your cord. So being able to find center in the middle of that tornado and being able to just keep coming back to that place is so vital, especially in the society that we're all living in right now. Mm, brilliant, man. I, I really, uh, Kripalu, it's got me thinking a lot about that. My, my wife wants to do that. Um, I don't know if I can send her away for a month, but if I did, like it would be an amazing experience. So we'll have to we'll have to think about that. It's only twenty eight days, so it's actually just like the month of February. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. You're right. Yeah, it's all about perspective. All about perspective. Oh my god. Well, talk to me about what's going on right now. Uh, where we can follow you. How our listeners can get active in in helping you in your journey to to keep doing great things for for kids and and people all over. Thank you. Yeah, my. Social media is Rachel Todd, R-A-C-H-A-E-L, and Todd, like the guy's name. I'm on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I actually have some really exciting news. I am going to now be venturing into the world of having an online platform as far as an online course. So I'm in the process of writing a nine-week course on repairing, rep removing, repairing, and replenishing your mind, body, and your soul. And so it'll be like broken up into thirds and spending three weeks on each of those aspects. So be on the lookout for that course coming out early next year. I am going to be a lot more active as far as videos go and content. I mean, this is all just because all of this is changing, as you know, the internet and the information space and all the ways that we have in order to reach people. And so my life has been studying and working and now being Miss United States. And so, again, being in that tornado, the idea of logging on to each of these social media platforms, logging on to edit my website or to send out a newsletter to tell people what I'm up to is exhausting. And so I've been very, very fortunate to have my own family approach me and say that they want to build around me and what I've created and what I've been working so hard at for so long, but have been unable to give any last bit of extra energy towards getting it out there to the world. So I'm really excited to announce that and 
It's my own mother, my own father, and my own brother that are learning the ins and outs of the back end of, I mean, my my father has been in computers for a long time, so we're not blindly walking into this, but they are learning um, SMM and SEO and the um, logarithms of Google and how all that works. So anyway, that was more than you asked for, but I'm really excited about it because my family has gone through a lot of personal struggle and a lot of personal um changes and growth and setbacks. And it's been an incredible process of rebuilding relationships. So it's almost like this awesome testimony that these things can come full circle. And my parents are actually not even together anymore, but we're all going to be working together on this. And um, it's really cool because now I get to spend more time with them on the road that we're in conference calls and they're taking on managing my schedule. And they're, I'm just now in charge of continuing to build the content and keep giving out the content and the thought of not having to be the one that has to upload all of that stuff is so relieving and so um yeah just keep your eye out on uh, on all of that because that's that's where we're headed and i am very passionate about getting this information out to my generation especially in our generation because we're the ones that are raising the next generation and it's vital that we grab onto it and understand it so that we can pass it on so that those kids don't know a life um without it oh, congratulations Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us today and for sharing this. I'll make sure to include all the, the links in the show notes, of course. But so um, gosh, you know, you're in the middle of a hotel room at a conference and you took the time to speak to us. And I really, really appreciate it. So thank you very much. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much, Corey. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Corey back in the studio. Thank you so much for making it through another episode of Lean Green Dad Radio. I did want to mention two quick things to you. One, if you're looking for a great podcast from a registered dietitian and also a childhood nutrition expert, uh, you got to check out Parents on Demand. Uh, Look for the Nourished Child Podcast with Jill Castle. It's really great. She has some great information Uh, practical tips and strategies for busy parents when it's talking about childhood nutrition. So go check her out. And also one last thing, uh, over at our website, leangreendad.com, you can see that we have a mobile app that we use uh, that's meal planning. It's totally free for 30 days. Get in there, give it a shot. And I, you know, curate meal plans each week. It's three dinners that you can make in 15 minutes or less and two snacks each week. And they're just right there in the phone for you, automatic shopping list and fun stuff like that. So if you made it through to the very end of this podcast and you are interested in making your life a lot easier with a plant-based meal plan, go try it for free. Just uh, on the homepage, leangreendad.com. It's called Prepare, and you'll find out all the information you need. Until next time, my friends, this is Corey saying keep going that extra mile for your family. And we'll see you next week. Bye.